Welcome to the 8020 Project, a new podcast series sponsored by Elevate Health of Pierce County, Washington, and One Pierce Community Resiliency Fund, a subsidiary of Elevate Health. This episode of the 8020 Project features host Robert Marshall Wells, Director of Communications for Elevate Health. Today's conversation focuses on Pierce County's efforts to provide affordable housing to area residents. Robert's guest is Brian Schmid, Affordable Housing Supervisor for Pierce County. Now, here's our host, Robert Marshall Wells. Hello, I'm Robert Marshall Wells, host for this episode of the 8020 Project, an Elevate Health podcast. Our guest today is Brian Schmid, Affordable Housing Supervisor for Pierce County, Washington. This podcast series is called the 8020 Project because 20% of a person's health is about going to the doctor, while the other 80% is dependent on external factors. Housing, of course, is a primary social determinant of health, and Brian has been kind enough to visit with us today to discuss this critical issue. Thanks so much for coming, Brian. Thank you. So um, let's get to know you a little bit first. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about your professional background and what brought you to this line of work? Sure. Yeah. Um, gosh, out of college, I, I started in the mortgage business um, back in the early 90s and uh, came to the county originally as a housing rehab loan officer and hmm. did uh, loans for homeowners that uh, were in need of housing repair loans. So I did those loans and and uh, eventually kind of morphed into more, as most jobs do, and uh, got into a lot of the affordable housing development and preservation financing. Mm-hmm. Took over as a supervisor in 2012 and have been doing that ever since um, for the last 10 years, supervising the affordable housing finance unit within Pierce County. So um, what does the position entail? What does the affordable housing supervisor do? So the core of what we do is provide funding for affordable housing development and preservation activities. Anything from uh, homeowner rehabilitation loans for individual homeowners that are in need of uh, housing repair to maintain their housing. Um, A lot of uh, elderly disabled uh, that uh, need uh, code compliance repairs, health and safety repairs, um, ADA accessibility. Essentially, what it's meant to do is keep people housed um, in a safe manner with that program. We also do uh, home buyer programs. Um, so we provide financing for agencies like Habitat for Humanity that do development of affordable home, home ownership for uh, lower income home buyers. And again, all of the programs that we do are targeted at households that are at or below 80% of area median income, which is the HUD definition of low income. Okay. So uh, we do home buyer programs. We also provide funding uh, for the development and preservation of affordable rental housing. Hmm. Um, and that is typically nonprofit organizations that um, construct, uh, you know, a multifamily projects um, that are rented to uh, lower income households at affordable rents, um, far below market. um, And that allows them to be able to have uh, safe and secure housing at an affordable rent level. So that's at the really the core of what we do. Um, Some of the other programs that we administer, we do have a mortgage assistance program 
that I oversee. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of complements our rental assistance program, which is done in another division. But uh, really, it's everything around... um, the, the, the funding of affordable housing and, and the preservation of affordable housing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what is the current level or need or demand for affordable housing in Pierce County right now? It's a great question. And there, the short answer is the demand is high. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierce County Council last year uh, contracted with a consultant, uh, Burt Consulting, to do a housing action strategy. And as part of that housing action strategy, there was a needs assessment that was done. About one-third of Pierce County residents, based on the most recent data, are cost burden, meaning they pay over 30% of their income for housing expenses. That's a lot of folks and a lot of households. Um, My sense is that number is even higher um, because the HUD data tends to run a little, to lag a little bit. So my guess is that data is is a little outdated and it's probably a higher amount given the increase in rents and house, house prices that we've seen in the last couple of years. So um, a lot of good data was provided in that needs assessment. Um, really, and I, maybe I'm skipping ahead to some future questions here, but the, the, the county's been underproducing housing um, for the last several years after the Great Recession. So that's le- led to quite a, a large demand in affordable housing and housing in general, really right. at all income levels, but in particular for lower income households. So we need to develop a lot of affordable housing for, for folks, especially in the lower income levels to mm-hmm. keep up with demand. The demand is high. Mm-hmm. Pick at a couple of things that you mentioned there. One, you know, the 30% level that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone is spending more than 30% of of their um, income on housing, mm-hmm. um, then that tends to make things a little insecure, does it not? Could you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, get a little HUD ease here and some federal definitions. But if if a household's paying over 30% of their income for housing expenses, they're considered cost burden under mm-hmm. the federal definition. Yeah. Over 50%, um, paying over 50% of their gross income for housing expenses is considered severely cost burden. And that's when you're really getting into housing insecurity, right. um, when you're paying over 50% of your your gross income for housing expenses. Anything happens, out, you know, that, that, you know, things happen. Right. Um, medical, you know, things things occur in folks' life. Layoffs. Layoffs. Pandemics. Um, pandemics. <laughs> lots of stuff can right. happen. Um, and yes, so... so so households that are in that over 30%, and in particular over 50% right. category, are housing insecure, especially so, the folks that are at the lower income levels. So those families are in greater jeopardy, obviously, of losing yes. housing and a lot of other things potentially. Yes, correct. Right. At right. risk of homelessness, at risk of having to move, and, and that's you know not a good thing. All right. We're talking about... Uh, cost too. And I'm wondering what's the, um, what type of challenges or barriers in addition to cost are people encountering in Pierce County and how do you help them navigate those, those challenges? Yeah, it's really, um, if you, if you look at the housing action strategy, it's really a lack of affordable housing units in particular around, um, households that are in the lower income levels and fight and with the increase in rents that we've seen. Right. Uh, over the last couple years, finding affordable housing is extremely difficult. Um, 
in, in our region and in, in the county. Um, also concurrent to that in everything, the, the, the real estate market and the housing system is kind of one ecosystem. Right. Everything's kind of connected to, to one another. Um, so, so under production of housing, created supply issues, um, the home ownership market, the home prices, I'm sure everybody knows that home prices have gone up dramatically. They've leveled off a little bit recently, right. but in the last, particularly the last three, two to three years, four years, they've gone up dramatically. And that trickles down into the rental market. People start doing what's called down renting. So hmm. households that are, let's say, at 100% of median income or, you know, working families right. can't afford to purchase a house. So they have to rent. Rent. So that creates down renting and pressure on the rental market. Right, so right. um, it really goes back to the supply and the undersupply of, of, of housing units overall. What uh, pressures do um, population growth put on housing? Uh, is, are we experiencing housing growth in Pierce County or um, what, what's happening there? Yeah, if you look, again, I'm going back to the housing housing action strategy because that's really the best um, document out there mm -hmm. um, in that needs assessment. Housing production has not kept up with population growth. Um, our, I don't have the data right in front of me, but it's our, our population's grown significantly over yeah. the last 10 years. Housing unit production has not kept up with that growth. And there's particular specific data on that in the housing action strategy mm -hmm. that will show that. Um, eventually, you get to a point where we are now with, with housing affordability being a, an extreme challenge. With those challenges, what can be done or what do, do you and, and the folks who work with you, what do you do to try to help people navigate those challenges? We're focused on production, unit production. So um, what, what my unit does is we, we fund the development of and preservation of affordable housing. So uh, this year, fortunately, we've had um, the county council provide some American Rescue Plan Act to bolster our um, funding. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, provided a, a little over 17, almost $18 million oh. uh, in 2022. Um, uh, for ver a variety of projects mm -hmm. um, that will create a little over 330 uh, new units of affordable housing in the community um, that will be developed over the next couple years. So every year we go through this process of, of identifying projects, providing funding to those projects so we can develop new projects. Those projects that are done um, are done by typically done by uh, nonprofit affordable housing director mm, uh, mm -hmm. developers, some for profit. Mm -hmm. um, those have deed restrictions and restrictions on tenants and rents and things like that. So the deed restrictions limit the amount of rent that can be charged, um, limit the uh, households that can be served to lower income households. So mm. Um, that's really, uh, you know, public funding um, is necessary in most cases to create affordability at the levels needed for families that are in that, um, you know, very low income um, category. Gotcha, gotcha. Can you give us some sense of where some of the projects are um, around the county? Sure. Yeah, ca uh, funding's provided countywide. Um, Pierce County is a funder of affordable housing countywide. City of Tacoma um, is also a funder. They fund um, projects within the city of Tacoma. 
Um, Lakewood also has some uh, entitlement funds that they provide, but really it's countywide. We have projects in the city of Tacoma. An example um, I can provide is Horizon Housing Alliance is getting ready to open up a project on Hilltop. Um, That's going to provide 57 units of permanent supportive housing for homeless families. Um, The YWCA, uh, they recently opened a project uh, in the stadium district across from their women's shelter. Um, That's 60 units, I believe, maybe Mm -hmm. 55. Um, Again, that's all affordable housing for uh, families that are below 50% of median or very low income. So uh, other projects are being developed outside um, within within unincorporated Pierce County. Mm -hmm. Habitat for Humanity. pivoting a little bit from rental. They have a few projects um, that they're working on outside outside the city. Uh, they're creating home ownership opportunities for uh, low-income households to be able to purchase. Um, so that's great to see um, and a big need. But um, essentially, county, county-wide um, is where the development's occurring. Um, we would like uh, as much geographic equity as possible mm-hmm. in, in the development. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, your colleague Delmar Algy III uh, yes. was visited with us a few weeks ago, and yeah. um, we were talking about the intersections between the work that you do in affordable housing and the work he does with homelessness. Can you yeah. speak to that? Can you talk about the the intersection, the interactions? Yeah. Well, uh, you, you know, there's some research that's been done, um, and housing really uh, homelessness is really a housing problem. Um, the lack of affordable housing creates. Um, pressure on the homeless system and creates a situation where, where folks are homeless. And you can look at some data on that. Where are, where are communities where the housing costs are highest are typically communities with the highest rates of homelessness. So there's definitely an intersection. Mm-hmm. The other thing is um, we can build as many shelters as we, as we can, but shelters are shelters. They're, meant, they're not meant for permanent right. housing. So right. where, where do folks go when they come out of the shelter? We need housing. Ultimately, the solution to homelessness is more housing, more affordable housing. Some of the um, things that we've heard about other projects around the country suggest that things like uh, small houses, tiny houses, so innovative thinking mm-hmm. like that is going on. Can you talk to us about that, please? Absolutely. Um, down in Ording at the Ording Soldiers Home, um, an organization called Ponza did a 35-unit um, tiny home project that we were a part of and uh, funded. Um, that is the Ording Veterans Village project. That's 35 uh, micro units or tiny mm-hmm. homes. Each one of the homes is permanent on a permanent foundation. It's meant for permanent, permanent habitation, has its own bathroom shower facility, um, a common area for kitchen, cooking, storage, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is currently serving um, 35 uh, homeless or formerly homeless veterans down on down in Ording. Um, Pierce County is looking at options for a, what what I'll call a community first village. It's actually the name of a project in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. our county project doesn't have a name yet, but. The county is looking for uh, for a project, um, looking to do a project that would include potentially 200 to 250 t- permanent tiny homes, permanent housing units for homeless uh, individuals in a in a recovery setting. Um, so, so tiny homes can be permanent units. Right. Um, it can also be temporary units too, uh, if they're not fixed 
to the property mm-hmm. and they could be mm-hmm. used as temporary shelters as well. The county is looking at options for some temporary shelter using tiny homes uh, in unincorporated Pierce County. Um, we're looking at options for that um, here upcoming in the next couple months. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This episode is supported by One Pierce, the investment arm of Elevate Health. One Pierce is a nonprofit community investment fund focused on improving whole person health, advancing health equity, and expanding health access for the people of Pierce County. To learn more, visit us at onepierce.org. You talked about geographic equity and sort of spreading uh, projects out around the county. Mm-hmm. Um, have you encountered any NIMBY? And for those who don't know the acronym, not in my backyard, in sort, my backyard. Of the, mm-hmm. sort of uh, attitudes about uh, the placement of, of projects. And how do you mitigate that? How do you navigate that if you do? You know, we we really haven't seen a lot of that, to be frank. Um, I think the I think where that occurs more is in the homeless mm-hmm. uh, realm. Right. Um, if there's projects that are serving homeless or formerly homeless, I think you tend to get more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in, affor- in affordable housing development in and of itself, I haven't seen a lot, um, which is good. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's which is hear. good to hear. Right. Um, there, has, there has been some um, concern about, you know, tiny homes and, and where shelters are placed and safe parking and things like that. Typically, housing, though, doesn't generate that kind of nimbyism for the most part that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't exist because right. it probably does, yeah. but yeah. yeah. But for the most part. How does the county measure the effectiveness of, of uh, the affordable housing programs? Is it just simply we're taking people out of unsheltered or uh, in, out people who are in jeopardy, out of jeopardy? Or how do you do that? How do you count them? So when we look at performance um, measures, we're, uh, my units, the, the programs that I manage and, and do, we mainly look at units and how many folks can, we can get into housing. Right. Um, and, and the more, the better, clearly. Um, so that the, those are our performance measures. Um, the homeless system has a little different performance measures. Mm-hmm. There's a HEMIS system. There's a, there's a database and and entries and exits into homelessness are, are tracked. Um, so there's a little more data points that, that the homeless system tracks. How, affordable housing is really more of a unit count and how many households we can move into those units that get affordable housing. How many households lacked affordable housing and now have it because of what we did. And that's really based on a unit count. Got it. Are there any metrics that you are concerned about, any data that's coming across your desk that you find concerning? Yes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up two data points. Um, housing action strategy indicated that um, Pierce County needs to produce around 2,300 units per year for households that are at or below 50% of area median income or very low income. Right now, our system is producing about 10% of that. Um, so that's a concern. Right. Um, the longer that goes on, the longer, the bigger the gap gets and, and, and the bigger the problem becomes. That's, that is a major concern um, to keep up with that demand, and we need, we need resources to be able to deal with that. Um, 
Second concern is um, the lack of home ownership opportunities or home purchasing opportunities that are out there. Department of Commerce released a study um, recently um, showing the disparities in home ownership um, between different ethnic and racial groups, and it's it's very bad um, data. So black home ownership rates are far behind white home ownership rates. And how do we how do we fix that? Um, it, it's a it's a daunting challenge um, because of the numbers. It's uh, I, I think we need to create in Pierce County around 23 homeownership opportunities for black households in order to, to, to bridge that gap. That's a lot. Um, and especially when we're talking about the home prices. So those are really two daunting pieces of data that we have in front of us and two big problems to solve um, that we just at present don't have the resources financially. Um, we may have the will. We just need the resources. Right. Yes. There's, there are a few things that can't be solved without money. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> is this a, from your perspective, is it a federal problem? Is it a state problem? Is it a local problem? Is it all of the above? I would say all of the above. All of the above. All of the above, yeah. If you look at our federal funding, I've, I've been with the county um, almost 25 years. If you look at our federal HUD funding over the last 25 years, it's essentially a flat line. We haven't gotten any additional increase in funding from the HUD since mm. I've been here. And that was, I started in 1998. Mm -hmm. it, it, it ebbs and flows. Right, but for the right. most part, if you looked at a graph over time, it's pretty flat. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the costs since 1998 have gone up, as everybody knows. Um, and so... The population, as we population, discussed, has gone up. Costs. Right. Everything. So federal, the federal funds have not come close to keeping up with the need. Um, state funding, state funding typically comes into affordable housing from the Department of Commerce. Mm -hmm. um, Department of Commerce has done, has, has done quite a bit lately around affordable housing. The state legislature has done um, some good things. Mm -hmm. Locally, we do have a few tools for affordable housing funding, a document recording fee fund and an affordable housing um, sales tax, which really isn't a tax. It's more of a deferral of the state's portion of the of a sales tax. It doesn't generate much, right. um, but it, it is something to, to help address the problem. So, um, yeah, federal funding pretty much on a flat curve over the last 25 years and, and local funding and state funding has increased, but really it's the local funding and the state funding that's going to need to, to fill the gap. I, the, the federal funding is out of our, out of our control and it just kind of is what it is. Right. Do we have the political will to make these decisions, do you think, in Pierce County? So that's a great question. Um, I'm going to keep I keep going back to this housing action strategy. <laughs> so the housing action, action strategy um, was submitted to the Pierce County Council. Um, they are uh, looking at some uh, legislation around the housing action strategy to, first of all, to adopt the housing action strategy. And then there's there are some recommendations in that strategy that, that have to do with funding, um, some recommendations that have to do with things like using public property for affordable housing. Does, does the county, does the, do cities, towns have surplus properties or underutilized properties mm -hmm. that could mm -hmm. be used for development of affordable housing? Um, we need to look at that, and we need 
the infrastructure and the capacity in place to be able to do that. Are there any codes or, or um, incentives that we can provide for private developers to develop affordable housing? Um, what about uh, other incentives to increase middle middle income housing and and increased unit production? So all of that, um, there's a, quite a few recommendations um, at the county council. Would encourage folks if they're interested to uh, talk to their council member and, and take a look at that. It's really it's up. It's kind of up to the public um, to uh, decide how we want to approach this issue and the public through their elected officials and. And so the information is available uh, at the county council, on the county side anyway. Um, so um, would encourage folks to, you know, contact and get involved. Okay. Um, this is an obvious question, but I have to ask it, you know, you know with respect to shelter and it being a, a social determinant of health, a major social determinant of health, mm-hmm. uh, what impact have you seen it have on uh, families in our community or, or the lack of affordable housing? You know, what is the, what's the ultimate impact of that? Yeah, the lack of safe and affordable housing. I mean, shelter is really the key to everything, pretty much, I, I believe anyway. Um, you know, when you don't have affordable housing or you're housing insecure, uh, you have to move a lot, potentially. Um, kids that are in school have to move schools. That's... Um, not a good, um, leads to not good outcomes in education moving around. Um, I've seen a lot of folks that are living in substandard housing conditions, um, that are forced to move because of those conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, some folks that have disabilities aren't able to get those modifications that they need to stay in the housing. So that puts pressure on other things that happen. Um, and just generally folks living in some really unsafe conditions because they just don't have the funds to do the repairs. Some folks that have leaking roofs and mold and um, things that make them sick in their house, frankly. Um, uh, you know, being cold in the winter and and, and other things is not good for, for one's health, um, living, in, living in those conditions. So, yeah, I've seen, I've seen quite a bit of that. It's an issue that permeates everything else related to yes. our, our, our lives. Yes. Um, you mentioned uh, if people are interested, those who are listening to this podcast can get in touch with their county council member. Um, what other call to action would you issue to those who are listening? What can we do individually or, and or collectively yeah, to make it, a difference? Yeah, that's a gr- that is a great question. Um, my, my sense is get involved. Um, understand uh, the issue about housing affordability, Um, look at some of the reports and data that's out there. Um, On an individual level, there are things that you you can do. Um, You know, the county is looking at some accessory dwelling unit um, provisions where folks can maybe build uh, a, a unit on their own property um, mm. that could be used for rental housing to support some additional housing units. Um, yeah, that's really, um, you know, get, the biggest thing I can say is get is to understand and get involved and 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 support the best you can affordable housing within within the community because even though um, somebody may be housed. 
um, I, I may be, I may have affordable housing, but if others don't, um, that doesn't do our community any good. And so that doesn't mean that everybody has affordable housing just because I have it. I think everybody should get involved and it should be a priority for everybody because we can't be better as a community without affordable housing for our citizens. Well said, well said. So would you leave us with any final thought or um, the question I tend to ask at the end is what gives you hope? What gives me hope is things like we're doing today, um, getting the word out to the public. Um, I think the focus on affordable housing has been increased. The profile has been increased. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, general awareness is, is General good. awareness is good. Absolutely. Um our, our elected leadership um, awareness is increasing. I think there's definitely discussions going on at, uh, with our elected officials, and it's a priority for the county's elected officials to address this issue. I know all of them uh, are interested in, in solving it. There's different ideas about how to do it, but all, they're all, all elected officials in Pierce County that I've interacted are definitely interested in this issue. Um, the county uh, has has uh, formed a coalition um, of cities and towns and county and the Puyallup tribe of Indians um, and did an interlocal agreement um, to collectively work on this issue. So I think that's an encouraging thing. I think there's uh, 13 cities and towns, the tribe and the county. So there's 15 jurisdictions that uh, all are all interested in addressing this issue in, in any way they can. Um, and that's 95 to 97% of the population of Pierce County's governments are interested in working on this issue. So that, that gives me hope. That gives me hope that, um, that we can make some progress on this issue. Well, we thank you very much for stopping by to see us today. Um, you know, as other developments, come up and some of the projects that you talked about begin to take off. We'd love to have you back to talk about them and be happy to tell us how things are going. Be happy to. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Brian Schmidt, thanks so much for being with us. For more information about the Pierce County Affordable Housing Program, please visit their website at piercecountywa.gov, then search, uh, enter the search term affordable housing. If you've enjoyed this episode, please support the work of Elevate Health by sharing this podcast with your friends and colleagues and by leaving a rating and review. Please also like, subscribe, or follow Elevate Health Podcasts wherever you are listening so that you will never miss an episode. Again, Brian, thanks so much. Thank you. This episode of Elevate Health Podcast was produced by Robert Marshall Wells, Joshua Wiersma, and Kelsey Horn. Original music was composed by Riley Eggy. The episode was engineered and edited by Joshua Wiersma. Please like, subscribe, or follow Elevate Health Podcasts wherever you are listening so that you will never miss an episode.